You are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back, back to the masses. All right, everybody. One, two, one, two. What's going on? You are now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio since 1998 to your favorite listening view and whatnot of choice, whether it's via your favorite FM station, internet radio station, podcast, or cultural website. Been doing it for a good minute, going to continue on doing it in 2015. You are now currently listening to host, commentary person, and um, DJ DJ Fusion. My brother, Asal Raw Black Hawk, is currently under the weather this week, which is why he is not on the air with me. And, um, excuse me, quite honestly, I'm a little bit under the weather, but, you know, folks still... Luckily, last week in the studio, I had a chance to get in some more music mixes and stuff. So, one's going to piece together a show for folks and um, what have you. Shout out to all of our old school listeners. Shout out to new folks that have been climbing on board the Fusebox Radio Wave. Um, we really, really, really appreciate it. Now, for those folks who are new, the show breakdown usually goes as follows. Uh, myself and Asara go ahead and get into, you know, our promos, be about the Fusebox Radio, upcoming shows, etc., etc. And then we get into a bit of commentary, and then we both get into our various music mixes. This particular week, um, I'm not going to really get too deep into commentary um, at the at the present, I will have to get a promo spiel so folks can know how to check out more of um, our show. And um, then both myself and Asara got music mixes um, loaded and ready that are brand new at the chamber. Now for this week's show, because we're not doing commentary because again, Asara's not here, quite frankly, I just barely have the voice for it. Um, we got a segment um, in between my mix and Asara's mix from the folks over at democracy now from the week so shout out to them for being able to put that into the mix so that catches up on a lot of news stories and things we will talk on and um, during next week's show we're definitely going to catch up on a lot of stuff including um, the Grammys some various um, news items and more but um, in the meantime let me tell folks how to check out the Fusebox radio broadcast each and every single week or whenever you want to our official online website is fuseboxradioonline.com that's f-u-s-e-b-o-x r-a-d-i-o-o-n-l-i-n-e dot com by the social networks they all pretty much end with slash fuseboxradio so for example twitter.com slash fuseboxradio youtube.com slash fuseboxradio instagram slash fuseboxradio so forth and so on our facebook page is facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show in straight up one word. Um, if you want to join my personal page, Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio is on my personal page on Facebook. So join both. We're definitely trying to get more folks interacting on the um, Facebook like page and I um, would deeply appreciate that. Our official blog site, which now has a new redesign, um, one of the advantages of being a little under one of the past few days, finally got to work on that, is BlackRadioIsBack.com. You can check out um, on there, besides um, blog posts and stuff like that, and show archives and everything, um, a link to our um, official photography portfolio. Um, check out all the wonderful broadcast affiliates that currently are bringing out the Fusebox Radio 
to your airways and stuff, so forth and so on. And if you want to go ahead and catch up on our shows, whether it's our current one, to about two to three years back, you can check us out via your favorite um, podcast, um, streaming app or service of choice, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbay FM, and so forth and so on. Shouts out to our folks over at Podomatic, of course, who have been hosting the Fusebox Radio broadcast for all of these years. I mean, good Lord, it might be about 10 plus years now we've been doing this. We wanted the early folks um, on their wave. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, shout out to all the wonderful music artists um, and labels, the independents, up to the majors who submit music to us to get airplay. For those who are curious in terms of how to do that, um, again, FuseboxRadioOnline.com is our main site. We got music submission um, updates, um, updates on upcoming events. Folks are going to de- DJ at how to book us, um, our basic history, um, a few archive mixtapes, and um, plenty, plenty more. So, um <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, so um, we about to get into this mix and um, the Democracy Now! segment and all this good stuff for um, this week's particular show. We definitely got a lot we're going to be catching up on next week where, you know, hopefully that both of us will be feeling better and um, can run our mouths on um, some various news items. So big old chunk of music, big old chunk of Democracy Now! in the radio show mix. So um, sit back, relax, and enjoy. And um We hope you dig it. 21st Century Black Radio for the masses. Not payola driven. Not driven by the BS of corporate media and beyond. This is the syndicated Fusebox Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and the Sara Blackhawk. Alright. Peace. DJ Fusion. Where I rest right. with thorough thugs, cats through their chest, and any day just may be the end. See the grim reaper be creeping these streets and tents. You run them diamonds in them gems. Get up in a pack, keep cowards in check. Earn this respect. I told you why I rep, cause I was raised with a one track mind and one black man. I'm from the streets where the average man can become a and it'd be your own fam to get you for the thriller in my. The double law crew wrong like they want to Because that's what we into And what my mans do, I can't control that You know that I love all my peoples that show me love back But disrespect tech, then I'm spitting at all I'm from Bed-Stuy mode, just thought I'd remind y'all Where the grass is greener And all the guards and earth choose to call a Medina The place where I receive my roots Got put on to this dude and got my first 10 boots Sleeping with the GSPO on the side of the road Harassed by Paul Paul Home on my BCC Your first fan First fan believe What it is, home skilling Home skilling Cause this pain we bring to them They gon' feel it It's a rude awakening Nobody safe Around I thought with Timberland Print it to your face First time through the door We all brought wreck Check the first video I'm gripping the steel tech Wow. 
for hell raising, hot like Cajun, STD amazing, raised in Brooklyn by thugs and crooks, and who mugs be looking for straight and trauma, and love to the streets with the armor, Revolution in Brooklyn, fire storm, troop on as we bomb like Saddam, first fan, Smith and Wesson, Little Fame, Billy Dan, Tech and Steel, through the battlefield, strong, we still stand, with the grass is greener, and all the guards and earth choose to call it Medina. The place where I receive my roots, got put on to this rule and got my first 10 boots. See me in the GSTO, all on the side of the road, getting harassed by Paul Paul. Home on my PCC and first family. We go with all out, throwing down till we fall out. We brawl out, draw heat to send enemies to the morgue house. Homicide on the scene, squad cars for the area, mass hysteria. My team are very I hate to worry, yeah, prepare for the havoc. If anybody move, I'm letting everybody have it. It's all tragic when I'm stepping with the semi to work them and hurt them in ways the Lord won't forgive me. For sending with my peeps, but the dogs gotta eat. The calico is sweet, put air under your feet and leave your bubbles up. Have your family huddled up. The Mac twin ones make the shit double up. I'm gang tight. It's Mr. Fizzy Wolf. Say the name right. When it's on, I'ma hit him and split him the same night. Shanghai! We're doing Brooklyn style. So when the guys pop, tell them all to We throw up. Home where the grass is greener. And all the guards and earth choose to call it Medina. The place where I receive my roots. Got put on to this loot and got my first 10 boots. Listening to Fusebox Radio. 
stretch, be rocking the set. DJ Rock and Babu be rocking it next. With DJ Redmatic from the world famous. Visionaries, beat junkies, rebels to the grain, yeah, we stuck in the trees. Like to break bread, blood to break beats, digging in the tapes, open up the case, throw it in the tape deck, listen to the bass. Don't leave them in the car unless you got them in the shade, cause sunlight is definitely damaging your tapes. We puffing on the grapes like we travel in the space with divine forces, yeah, you know we got this. 2 to 4 a.m., yeah, we drop the hype. Classic raps, you know the goodness The kind of sound that you find beneath the surface A sure shot the first time you ever heard this These words get all up in your ears So uh, listen here as we dig for collectibles The effect may hit you later like edibles Smooth and professional, the position is technical So under the radar that it's not even measurable Swap blades, J's and hate six Best believe I'm raising hell like it was 8-6 But criminal minded at the front of my crates mix Next to the police because I hate pigs So play this with the volume at a high level I remember cassette singles with instrumentals The era of the mixtapes ain't coincidental Some people ask if I'm old school or just a little Another short shot And it don't stop And it don't stop Another short shot Man turned economist Worth a million dishes Scholarships anonymous Leave 
couldn't read, no degree, epitome, you can never judge a Jesus. Some call the Wayne's world, some call the Wayniac. He in the cul-de-sac where they park the trailers at. Back when the cracker got babysat, Wayne was a terror, the alpha in the era of the Beta Max. The neighbors act like he a fuck up, huh? But on a come up, he taught a young sucker how to buck up. Tucked where the mad dog and ripple at. He hit my ass from the bullies when they whacked me with the whiffle bat. Till I had a sack to attack where they gristle at. This whistle back till I'm old enough to pistol pack. Wayne the wino, the white trash aristocrat. Hillbilly, Mr. Miyagi rocking the fishing hat. The boy done aged up from in the now Came up out of the dusk of the Williams trial Little children going missing how Cause most of us was latchkey Coming home to an empty house uh, Pedos, praying on the ghettos But I remember this fellow who was quick to throw an elbow To the back of a sex trafficker White van, dark hair, slight tan Glove on his right hand I remember that part cause I was a Mike fan I never seen nobody beat like that in my life man Crowds start to form and later on I come to find He tried to get my homie's brother in his van One time, now the cops wasn't there now the cops didn't care That's what made him swear Next time he'd be prepared But the 12 came and got him No shirt but no fear And everybody there Had they fist in the air For the slumlord Slumlord, slumlords Slumlord, slumlord, slumlord Yeah, slumlord, slumlord, slumlord Slumlord, slumlord, slumlord Yeah, slumlord Just wasting my energy But when I'm done I know you gon' remember me Yeah 
The way I ingenuously beyond, it's oblivious I give a this shit, hold on to a grudge with both of my fists Do I let go or grip this shit? It's so hard that I rip this shit They say it's all in your head like a pigeon shit It seems like more difficult down the stem Poisonous pricks in it If you hungry for money, that's because you're not getting it I'll have too much to penny pinch the differences Where do I lie? Robbing my way into heaven Give what I leave on this earth to Allah Stacking my mighty dollars Putting in work like a blue collar The year of the anomaly used to be a new scholar Stopping, still spinning tracks on the spree Well, the shoot, da-da I'm having a guava time, what you doing, not da They say every day is a struggle I say every day is a hustle Get your money, get your money yeah. Keep it rolling They say every day is a struggle 
say every day is a struggle. I say every day is a hustle. Get your money, get your money. A true story or is it a perfect lie? Do I need to light that dynamite and shoot it in the sky? Roman candles hit the parrot, the mother sucker's mocking. Maybe he's a school pigeon, probably a snitch. In the future, they might call him zipper face. That'll teach the creep the button is fly. Stay flamby and fly back, spin the revolver. Hmm, rewind. Peter Parker on wrist, then spin vines. Zaro inside a turbine truck, turn a mic crush. Anything less than 18 wheels, they blush. I'm speaking about them suckers, the rosy red faces. From Ronald to Bozo and Homie, I know my. Sparkle socks blind you. Some days I might moonwalk Whoa. the lane in the memory Whoa. of time. Take time out and find you. Lizards from the land of the lost wizards. Get a Tinkerbell and put a spell on her. Time, minutes, seconds, hours, hours, hours. Time, minutes, seconds, hours. I got it from the brakes. Take a look at me. Cold looking, cold clean. Flesh show stopping. Show stopping. Show stopping. Cold looking, cold clean. Flesh show stopping. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. Sometimes I look up at the moon and the stars And I wish that I could go Just to see if there's another place to spread my flow Freddy Fox, bitch, fertilize a young mind grow Now I'm letting all the shorties in the whole world know I be the book of life, darker than black I'm not possessive or laid back I'm right in your face, just call it that Shorty, watch me on your TV screen 106 and pop, spit up in 16 Metaphorically show shorties what they ain't seen MCs and DJs and two-man team Listen, with my own personality I build my own trails I write my own rhymes I tell my own tales, be a trendsetter Can we see good on earth? Take every day that comes my way for what it's worth Keep only things around you that light your way And you should find time to pray Don't let nobody tell you what you can't be Listen, guard your soul with a nice warm roof down Life is cold, real life ain't Barney and Big Bird That's my man Barney who got life for moving with Big Bird Learn math and science so you can be part of the alliance And please remember this, that I ain't afraid to be who I be Cause who I am is something nobody can take from me We gotta teach the children, help my brother Love my sister, study each other It's time we learn, we breathe the same So I feel pain, when you feel pain We gotta teach the children, ah, yeah Can I take it for the shorties of the world? Yes Can I take it for the pretty little girls? Yes for the juvenile minds of the world, yes. Bumpy knuckle. Break it down. We break it down like Joey Bad, he break it down like Fly, he break it down like Static, break it down like You're now yeah. listening to yeah. Fusebox yeah. Radio with DJ Fusion.
want to, want to, want to, want to, want to, right, oh, right, oh, right, oh, right. Uh, first thing first is I've been rehearsing these verses in hopes that I hit the surface and keep myself afloat. But I know one day I'm earning me some platinum and some gold, and all them labels could just reimburse this shit in they throw into my mama. Oh no, your purses will never run on no more. Cause back when I was throwing, we was slow. You would purchase the stove. So here I go, your little man has got to grow. I'm walking out the door. My mama just be smiling cause she know I got my back and gotta worry. Only thing she asks is that I hurry. Home in time for Christmas for some dinner. See you on TV again, boy. You looking thinner, but you looking like a winner. Hey, you got to get to get, and then you get back. You got to get to get, and then you get back. You got to get to get, and then you get back. Then you get back. Then you then you get back. Worst thing worse, I could've been stealing your purse or just been putting in work and leaving in the dirt. But ever since birth, I know I will be something on this earth. So now I spit that dope, that should be in your nerves. And to my papa, my word is my bond. When you held me in your arms, did you know along that a star was born? That you named me Javon. Now that name in your lungs. Nearly 20 years later, we on the plane to the palms. I got your back and gotta worry. worry, worry. Only thing I ask is for some curry, cu- curry, cu- curry, chicken when we land, we eating dinner. Mama see me on TV again, looking thinner, but I'm looking like a winner. Hey, you got to get to get, and then you get back. You got to get to get, and then you get back. You got to get to get, and then you get back. Then you get back. Then you then you get back. Now nah, I lay me down to sleep. I pray the law on my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake. Thank you. 
after rapper Swing from the rafters Boombox bass punch holes in the plaster Give me more, give me, give me more on the board Turn LED meters red when my foot hit the floor Or you can have it your way Drums do the talking, bass do the walking DJ cut the record, I host the ceremony I don't hold hegemony more the merrier Get them in the door, ready to the four Melody and chords, rock steady on the pulse Penny for your thoughts, ready on the draw Shit heavy in your drawers, got your old granny's old gramophone On the song, react Beats conversation, rhymes penetrate through deep concentration. Learn from the great ones till it turn from each one. Teach one to everybody, hate one. Stop teaching, I was tired of the knuckleheads. Ironically, I never did what my mother said. Left education without a trace of hesitation or trepidation. Been trailblazing ever since. 06 focus, Storyville, and me the evidence. The rap styles are theories from Pascal, they were inherited and it can't be passed down. Yeah. Yo, right now, it's the legendary DJ Marley Mar. You on the fuse box. You know how we get down. That sound good right here. I'm just a. I'm just a. That sound good. Yeah. I'm just a. I'm just a regular chillin' with thugs and legends I got deceased contacts in my phone I never delete, I keep a cellular plugged into heaven Somebody nudge the reverend, tell him I'm selling a white girl Like I'm Starbucks, Uggs and Leggings All of these hugs and kissy emojis Killing my foji, all of these soldiers Killing a foley, I told him to chill But still I'm an OG, wish I could go back In time and keep it real with my old lady I asked would she rather deal with adultery Or would she rather deal with my cold feet That's a wild question, May the best man win and may I be the best man that I could be everywhere I'm at with my wedding. Get live rounds from guns in a gigantic cause you wouldn't bow down like the front of the Titanic. You're gonna die, damn it. I'm bringing drama through your homicidio like I'm trying to say homicide in Spanish. My name Joel Ortiz says. That sound good. That sound good. We good right here. That sound good right here. That sound good right, 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 right,
Bought a Mercedes with money I raised for Haiti Abducted Brenda's baby, sold it to a gay couple Take drugs, you high enough to juggle with some space shuttles Your worst nightmare, breathing all the white air Inhale, exhale That sound good right there Yeah, the unforgettable, walking bicentennial man Born an idea, was never a man I'm with Ab, sold so Nickel 9 and Primo, sh Larry Fishy brought the Technicolor dream coat. I'm spitting on the face of Evo. You internet rappers with no matter how to leech you. I ain't human, more movement of illusions. Live from confusion. If you see him, shoot him. Boom. That, that, that sound good right there. That, that sound good right right. That, that sound good right. That sound good right there. That sound good. DJ Fusion. Me say it's only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy before I'm a rumble. To be like, remember like, yeah. remember yeah. like. Blah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Never giving up, no matter how tough. No matter what, keep it fly, keep your mouths up. I'm like a blooming lotus, raised with sly and notice. Treading these muddy waters, eating on chips and soda. Well, you ain't learned enough, my aunts will say when you get older. You ain't burned enough, these heavy words lay on my shoulders. Like lead collars, dollars falling from the sky. It's a pipe dream, boy, is the reason why. If it's worth having, watch it with the careful eye. They sell you fools and say it's pumpkin pie. They try to get you high, tell us if you live or die. Tell us if you're living right and belly. There's the only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy, fire one can rumble. Tell me like, ah, uh, hear me like. Now you hear me like, now miss your life. Me say it's only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy, before I'm on rumble. To be like, remember like, remember like. Blah, 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 blah. Jerry Lola, I'm the king. Benjamin Grimm, I'm the thing. I'm a hard rock sitting in a hard rock. Surrounded by got me like a hard rock. Sipping on gentleman jack. Self-made, I don't owe a gentleman jack. The brass knuckle will make you buckle. And all you gonna get from me is a crash chuckle. I'm not brash, it's just fact. Being diplomatic, fam, it's just tact. Half of these dudes frontin', it's just act. Me, Trey, and Newmark, it's just crack. Cause it's only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy, fire one can rumble. Tell me like, ah, uh, hear me like. Now you hear me like, now miss your life. They say it's only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy, before I'm on rumble. To be like, remember like, remember like. Blah, 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 blah. Like cat food, dancer jig. I'ma kill you real slow, you call me cancer stick. Cause the flow transparent, I'm incoherent. With that boom boom, you yelling, young boy, stop staring at me. The rude boys are not the building. Mufasa, and I'm come for make a killing. The boom shaka, Django, I'm just a brother on the horse and got the pigs on my tail. Babylon, no pork now. If I could die, would I, should I? Shoot that boy down, cut him head like a butcher. They can't fluff with you, I'ma stand on my feet. Then him murder the track to them new. Cause it's only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy, fire one can rumble. Tell me like, ah, uh, hear me like. Now you hear me like, now miss your life. Me say it's only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy, before I'm on rumble. To be like, remember like, remember like. Now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. 
about your life, baby. Look into the eyes of a person that's tired of being gated. Advantage of took overlooked and underrated. Might turn into a crook cause he underestimated. And he ain't never shook, but he's staying isolated. And isolation away from the rain coming down. Cause his friends only bring pain coming round. Haters in disguise, all they do is scheme. Try to pull him down, not believing in his dreams. It make him sick to his stomach, feel like regurgitating. The anger turns to motivation, then determination. Instead of falling back, ready, going harder. When I'm back against the wall, I'm fighting dirty like a lot. He ain't ducking no wreck, y'all loaf and imitate. If you got a problem, it's an open invitation. Everybody love him, so they rolling with him. Screaming skies is the limit, reaching for the solar system. Go! go. They say I got that glow. One monkey can stop my show. Can't stop me, From man. the bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's up and now I know. Head to the top. That But it won't be pleasant when the people's trying to shoot you And get away like Zimmerman Why you think my generation's smoking all these Timberlands? I'm tired of letting this slide, this ain't the ice get paid You can't block me, I'm ramming through your barricades Never running already, been the underdog Seen so many dead bodies, thought it was a holocaust Before you tell me I'm wrong, go ahead and bury me Running around hot, snitching voluntarily Out here it's martial law, the goddess on the scope Praying to a high power, looking for some hope Haters praying on my downfall I'm like, fuck them all, tired of extending my hand And they just cut it off Praying on my downfall I'm like, fuck them all, I'm tired of extending my hand And they just cut it off They say I got that glow One monkey can stop my
DJ Fusion.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. This is Democracy Now! I am in solidarity with the Syrian people. I reject the brutality and killing that the Syrian authorities are committing against the Syrian people. Because silence is participation in this crime, I declare my participation in the Syrian sit-in on YouTube. The White House has confirmed 26-year-old aid worker Kayla Mueller has died in Syria. She was kidnapped 18 months ago by the Islamic State, who claims she died in a Jordanian airstrike. We'll speak with her college roommate. 
and an activist who tried to secure her freedom. But first, a shocking new report finds nearly 4,000 black men, women, and children were lynched between 1870 and 1950. 1950, a far higher total than previously known. Lynching is horrific and terrifying, and we don't talk about it. Uh, we put markers about the Confederacy in front of these courthouses, but we don't say a word about the thousands of people that were lynched, hundreds of whom were lynched on courthouse lawns. We'll speak with Attorney Brian Stevenson of the Equal Justice Initiative in Alabama. And we'll stay in Montgomery to speak with the same-sex couple from Tuskegee who just got married despite state efforts to block them. Living as a, as a married couple and experiencing the same responsibilities, duties, trials, and tribulations that any other married couple does. And so now we get a legally binding document to say that everyone else has to respect that. All that and more coming up. Welcome to Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. The White House has confirmed it'll ask Congress for an expansive war powers resolution to fight the Islamic State across the globe. The plan calls for a three-year military campaign in a potential battle zone without geographic limitations. The measure could also open the door to deploying ground forces by only ruling out their, quote, enduring use. President Obama's waged the current anti-ISIS strikes in Syria and Iraq under the 2001 war on terror resolution, as well as the 2002 vote authorizing the Iraq war. The new measure would repeal the 2002 authority while keeping the authorization of 2001. The move comes despite Obama's previous call for repealing both war authorization measures and a pledge to not sign any law that expands them further. The White House call for an expanded war on ISIS comes as it weighs slowing its withdrawal from Afghanistan for a second time. According to The Washington Post, the U.S. commander in Afghanistan would be given leeway to set the pace of the planned drawdown of NATO forces this year. The U.S.-led NATO occupation formally ended its combat mission in December, but the U.S. secretly expanded its role to ensure American troops continue fighting. The U.S. also left behind an additional 1,000 troops on top of the nearly 10,000 already committed to remain. The family of kidnapped U.S. aid worker Kayla Mueller has confirmed her death in Syria. Mueller's captors, the Islamic State, had claimed Mueller was killed in a Jordanian airstrike last week. On Tuesday, the family said it had received proof she was killed, but it remains unclear how. Kayla Mueller's aunt, Lori Lyon, paid tribute to her niece. She has done more in her incredible 26 years than many people could ever imagine doing in their lifetime. My daughter said to me, things that were important to Kayla are finally getting the attention that they deserve. Kayla has touched the heart of the world. Kayla Mueller moved to the Turkish-Syrian border in late 2012 to work with Syrian refugees. She'd previously worked with refugees overseas, including Tibetans in India, Africans in Israel, and Palestinians in the occupied territories. On Tuesday, President Obama said he's heartbroken by Kayla's death, but defended U.S. policy blocking negotiations and ransom payments to militant groups like ISIS. We'll speak with Kayla Mueller's college roommate later in the broadcast. 
President Obama has urged Vladimir Putin to accept a peace deal with Ukraine, while warning of rising costs if the Russian leader does not. Obama and Putin spoke by phone ahead of today's talks between Russia, Ukraine, Germany and France in Belarus. The White House says Obama stressed the importance of seizing the opportunity of the negotiations, while also warning the costs will rise if Russia continues backing Ukrainian rebels. Obama's call to Putin came one day after he said he's considering arming the Ukrainian government. A number of European countries, including France and Germany, have opposed military aid to Kiev. The talks come as eastern Ukraine is seeing some of its worst violence to date. At least 12 people were killed and 64 wounded in the city of Kramatorsk when a rocket struck the headquarters of the Ukrainian military's campaign. On the eve of today's talks in Minsk, Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko called for the removal of Russian soldiers from Ukraine. This is absolutely unacceptable, and that's why we think that these crimes should be punished. We demanded immediate, unconditional ceasefire, withdrawal of the troops, closing the border, and withdrawal of all the foreign troops from Ukrainian territory. President Poroshenko said today he's prepared to impose martial law throughout Ukraine. Casualties were also reported from shelling in the rebel-held city of Donetsk. Ukraine says it wants a return to the terms of a September ceasefire, while Russia says any new truce must reflect the gains of separatist rebels over Ukrainian forces since fighting resume. Russia has also called for assurances against NATO expansion and addressing the grievances of eastern Ukrainians opposed to the Kiev government that came to power with the ouster of the elected President Viktor Yanukovych one year ago. The State Department has closed the U.S. Embassy in Yemen and evacuated its staff, including the ambassador, amidst a political and security crisis in the capital, Sana'a. Yemen has been in limbo since Houthi rebels forced the resignation of the Yemeni cabinet, then seized power last week. In Washington, State Department spokesperson Jen Psaki declined to share details of the embassy closure with reporters. The safety and security of U.S. personnel in Yemen is our top priority, and we are always evaluating the security situation on the ground and taking steps to mitigate risks. Uh, we have been reducing staff in Yemen over the past few weeks, as all of you know, given the volatile political and security situation. Uh, we have nothing further to announce uh, over and above what we have previously announced. The Houthis have dissolved Yemeni parliament and named Mohammed Ali al-Houthi as the new president in place of the ousted Abdurabdu Mansour Hadi. The Houthis' move comes as they take part in a new round of U.N.-brokered talks. Three Muslim students have been shot dead in an apparent hate crime at the University of North Carolina. The victims were killed Tuesday night when a gunman opened fire at a residential complex in Chapel Hill. They've been identified as 23-year-old Dia Barakat, his 21-year-old wife, Yusor Mohammed, and her sister, 19-year-old Razan Mohammed Abu Salha. A suspect, Craig Stephen Hicks, has been arrested and charged with three counts of first-degree murder. Hicks had made online posts declaring himself a supporter of the group Atheists for Equality. The hashtag Chapel Hill shooting has spread across social media with Internet users criticizing what they call a lack of national media coverage of the shooting. A grand jury has indicted a New York City police officer for the killing of unarmed African-American Akai Gurley last November. Gurley was in the dimly lit stairwell <clears throat> of a Brooklyn housing project when officer Peter Liang shot him dead. We'll have more on this story later in the broadcast. 
NBC News has suspended anchor Brian Williams for six months without pay for making false statements about a 2003 incident in Iraq. Williams apologized last week after it emerged he'd wrongly claimed he was on board a U.S. helicopter downed by rocket fire. American soldiers publicly challenged Williams' accounts, saying he was nowhere near the aircraft that came under attack. Williams has blamed the fog of memory for his mistake, but in a statement, NBC said Williams' claims were wrong and completely inappropriate for someone in Brian's position, unquote. On Tuesday, Williams' former boss at NBC Universal, Bob Wright, defended the anchor by pointing to his favorable coverage of the military, saying, quote, he's been the strongest supporter of the military of any of the news players. He never comes back with negative stories. He wouldn't question if we're spending too much. And as Brian Williams is suspended, the nation's top satirist of the media and political establishment has announced he's stepping down sometime this year. On Tuesday, Jon Stewart said he'll retire as host of The Daily Show after a 16-year run. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. And I'm Juan Gonzalez. Welcome to all of our listeners and viewers around the country and around the world. Juan, you have to wonder when um, the one of the most trusted men in America, right, the top newsman, Brian Williams, uh, admits he's engaging in fake news and the king of fake news. Um, so Williams is suspended. The king of fake news uh, has retired. You wonder if they could just maybe change places? But also when the real questions about fake news are um, are discussed in all of the media, and that's how they all got it wrong on weapons of mass destruction. Well, maybe John Stewart is uh, is opening up the possibilities now for NBC to consider. <laughs> well, we begin today's show with a new report on the history of lynchings in the United States and their legacy today. After five years of exhaustive research and interviews with local historians and descendants of lynching victims, the Equal Justice Initiative found white Southerners lynched nearly 4,000 black men and women in children between 1877 and 1950. Nearly 700 of those lynchings were previously unaccounted for. The report details a 1916 attack in which a mob lynched Jeff Brown for accidentally bumping into a white girl as he ran to catch a train. And an example from 1940, a crowd lynched Jesse Thornton for not addressing a white police officer as Mr. In many cases, the lynchings were attended by the entire white community in an area. Well, for more, we go to Alabama, one of the 12 southern states profiled in the study, where we're joined by Brian Stevenson, attorney who's worked on death penalty cases in the Deep South since 1985 and the founder and executive director of the Equal Justice Initiative. The report, published Tuesday, is titled Lynching in America, Confronting the Legacy of Racial Terror. They're now calling for the placement of historical markers at sites where lynchings occurred. Brian Stevenson joins us from Montgomery, Alabama. Welcome to Democracy Now!, Brian. Um, there's a whole discussion again about states' rights. Uh, in a moment, we're going to talk to one of the first couples who just got married in Alabama. How does that relate to this horrific study that has been done, or a study about the horrific history of lynching? Well, it relates very directly. I mean, you're absolutely right that this rhetoric of states' rights was precisely what local states asserted when the federal government began asking questions about why these lynchings were being tolerated. And in many ways, it is that dynamic that set up this era of terrorism. I mean, at the end of the Civil War, you had people who were reclaiming power from freed black people. It's really at the beginning of the end of Reconstruction that we see violence and threats and intimidation 
uh, beginning to assert itself to sustain racial uh, hierarchy. White supremacy wouldn't succeed if it wasn't enforced with violence and threat and terror. And at the very beginning, African Americans were asking the federal government to intervene. They didn't. And the state's rights mindset really took shape during this era uh, when uh, thousands of African Americans were being lynched and menaced and threatened and terrorized uh, with no protection and with tolerance from both state and federal officials. Well, Brian Stevenson, your report also uh, indicates a considerable difference in terms of the intensity of lynching from not only from state to state, but from uh, particular counties. Uh, Could you talk about that as well? Sure. I mean, lynching was it became a really social phenomenon. It became quite intoxicating when people uh, got this power to just abduct folks and to torture them and engage in this carnival-like atmosphere. They became, for want of a better word, bloodthirsty. And you see some of these counties where you have a lynching, and then that's followed by two or three more in a very short period of time. And what was so traumatizing to people of color is that all people of color uh, were the intended targets and victims of these lynchings. This, this was not an act uh, assigned to someone for committing a crime. As you've described, oftentimes people were being lynched uh, for no criminal accusation at all. Uh, you know, in Blakely, Georgia, an African-American man, William Little, came home from World War I wearing his uniform, and people were offended, annoyed that he had on this American uniform, and he was lynched because he refused uh, to take it off. A black man running to catch a train bumps into a white girl. He's lynched uh, for that incident. This violence, this terror, was really aimed at sustaining racial hierarchy, keeping black people in their place, uh, and in many ways, uh, it was uh, quite uh, uh, intoxicating. You could see whole communities uh, getting involved in these acts of violence and, and really being uh, quite uh, uh, gro- uh, grotesque about the way they carried them out. You talk about the terror lynchings, terrorism. I want to turn to President Obama speaking at the annual National Prayer Breakfast last week. After he condemned the Islamic State as a death cult, he made this comment. Humanity has been grappling with these questions throughout human history. And lest we get on our high horse and think this is unique to some other place, remember that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, people committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ. In our home country, slavery and Jim Crow all too often was justified in the name of Christ. So this is not unique to one group or one religion. There is a tendency in us, a sinful tendency that can pervert and distort our faith. That was President Obama speaking at the annual National Prayer Breakfast. Uh, He's very much caused a great deal of controversy with these comments. Brian Stevenson, if you could respond. Well, I think the president's quite right to acknowledge this history. I mean, we have never really talked about all of this destructive violence. I mean, these public spectacle lynchings that we document in our report are horrific. 10,000 people showed up in Paris, Texas, in a carnival-like atmosphere to watch a man be tortured. Uh, Some of these executions, we have one in Dyesburg, Tennessee, where the man had his eyes uh, gouged out. He was burned. He was uh, mutilated. And thousands of people witnessed this. And it does speak to a very dark era in our history. And we make a mistake in this country when we don't talk honestly and soberly about these these experiences. I mean, the whole North and West is populated with African-Americans 
who fled to Detroit and Chicago and Cleveland and Los Angeles, not as people looking for opportunities, but as refugees from terror. And this narrative of racial difference, which was born in this era that has created a presumption of guilt and dangerousness that too many young people of color are burdened with, is something that we haven't adequately addressed because we haven't talked about these issues. And so I think the president is quite right to remind us of this history. We didn't have truth and reconciliation in this country, and because of it, I think we remain haunted, even contaminated by uh, the disarray, the disruption that these acts of violence have created in our national psyche, but also in our relations with one another. So I think it's absolutely appropriate to be talking about these eras. And Brian Stevenson, while your report concentrated on the southern states, uh, 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 and obviously lynching was most intensely practiced against the African-American community, it was also widely uh, practiced against uh, in, the Mex- in the old Mexican territories that were the United States, like Texas and New, uh, New Mexico, Arizona. I've seen one report where as many as 600 Mexicans were lynched between 1920, uh, uh, between 1848 and 1928 in the old, in the Southwest. I'm wondering if, if particularly in Texas, which you studied, uh, you came across mm-hmm. so many of, of those incidents as well. Yes, we absolutely did. And you're absolutely right. In our full report, we actually talk about the, the lynchings of uh, Mexicans and Mexican-Americans And they had many of the features that are evident in the lynchings of African-Americans. They weren't being lynched for accusations of crime, uh, necessarily. There were Mexicans uh, that were lynched for speaking Spanish in settings where people didn't want to hear Spanish. Uh, People were uh, lynched uh, for uh, celebrating uh, Mexican holidays. And you're absolutely right. In the border states in particular, this phenomenon of lynching directed at Mexicans and Mexican-Americans was a very real threat And so this idea that racial difference can make you a target of violence and uh, 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 terrorism is something that we've been dealing with for a very long time. And I think we just haven't uh, really talked about it. And one of the things we want to do by erecting these markers and monuments is to get communities to begin to reflect more soberly on what this history represents. You go to Germany now and you are forced to deal with the legacy of the Holocaust because there are markers and monuments everywhere. We do the opposite in this country. Uh, We celebrate the things, in my judgment, that we probably shouldn't be celebrating. In all of these states, you find Confederate memorials and monuments everywhere uh, dedicated to the people who were defending slavery, trying to preserve slavery, and yet nothing about the pain and anguish and suffering and injustice that those institutions created. Tell us the story, Brian Stevenson, of Jesse Thornton and Thomas Miles and others. Yeah, Jesse Thornton uh, was an African-American man in uh, Laverne, Alabama, uh, and in 1940, which is really toward the end of the lynching era, uh, he addressed a police officer by his name. He didn't use the term, the title, Mr., and that was considered such a violation of the racial norms and values that uh, the officer organized a mob and they lynched him. Uh, There were people uh, who were lynched uh, for going up to the front door. A man in Aberdeen, Mississippi, knocked on someone's door on the front. And then he was chased and ultimately lynched because he didn't go to the back of the door, which is where people of color were expected to go. And about 20 percent of these 4,000 lynchings were lynchings for basically social transgressions. Uh, Many African-American men were lynched because they had notes or letters to to young white women. And oftentimes, uh, people would be lynched for accusations of rape or murder when two or three days later, 
uh, the alleged murder victim would show up in town saying, no, I was just gone for two or three days, or the uh, rape victim would say, I was never the victim of a sexual assault. And this hysteria was deeply, deeply disruptive to people of color. One of the things that we discovered that I was particularly moved by were people who told us that they sent thousands of people away, their relatives, their friends, because they'd have an encounter with somebody in town and they thought the encounter might have been misinterpreted and they feared the mob might show up. And so they would send their dad or their child or their sister or their sibling uh, to the north because they feared what they called a near lynching. And this trauma was deeply injurious, and you see evidence of that when you go into some of these communities, particularly where nobody talks about this racial history, but they celebrate the, quote, good old days of the early 20th century. Brian Stevenson, we're just about to introduce the first couple in Montgomery, the first lesbian couple to get married this week. Um, What do you have to say to them and to Chief Justice Roy Moore of Alabama, who's trying to put a stop to all of this? Well, ultimately, uh, we have got to learn to respect the rights uh, of of people who are minorities. You know, Alabama is an interesting state. There was never a time when you could get the majority of people in this state to vote to to end racial segregation. In fact, our state constitution, which is being invoked by so many people here in reference to the marriage equality issue, still prohibits black and white children from going to school together. Uh, To change the state constitution, you have to have a statewide referendum. Uh, We've tried twice now to remove this apartheid segregation language, and each time the majority of people in this state have voted to take that language out. And so what I would say to these young women is that uh, this is a state where you sometimes have to stand when other people are sitting. It's a place where you have to speak when other people are quiet. Courage and courage alone is necessary in confronting uh, sometimes the abuse and the oppression that comes when people don't favor you, when people don't respect you. It's the history of America for, for justice. It's the history of the state for justice. And I embrace and applaud all uh, who take that stand uh, and, and, and show that courage. And I think this is a state that's going to continually have to confront its resistance uh, to complying with the Constitution and respecting the dignity and aspirations of all people. Brian Stevenson, thanks so much for being with us. Attorney who's worked on death penalty cases in the Deep South since 1985, founder and executive director of the Equal Justice Initiative. The new report of EJI, Lynching in America, Confronting the Legacy of Racial Terror. This is Democracy Now! When we come back, the first gay couple to get married in Montgomery. Stay with us.
Jerry Nelson Mandela by the special, a.k.a. It was 25 years ago today, February 11, 1990, that anti-apartheid leader Nelson Mandela was released from prison. After nearly 27 years, Mandela would go on to become South Africa's first black president. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. Well, Alabama has become the 37th state to allow same-sex marriage after the U.S. Supreme Court rejected the state's bid to block the unions. Same-sex couples lined up to marry in parts of the state, including Huntsville, Birmingham and Montgomery. But on Tuesday, about 44 of Alabama's 67 counties reportedly continued to refuse to issue same-sex marriage licenses after Sunday's conflicting order from an Alabama Supreme Court justice. Chief Justice Roy Moore ordered judges and officials not to issue or recognize the licenses, arguing the local courts are not beholden to a federal court ruling that struck down the ban. Moore is the same judge who refused to remove the Ten Commandments monument from in front of a judicial building in the early 2000s, a showdown he eventually lost. Now a federal judge has set a hearing that could determine whether resistant local probate judges must grant the licenses. The group Human Rights Campaign has issued a statement saying, quote, We urge Alabama's political leadership not to stand on the wrong side of history. It's time for all LGBT Alabamians to have the opportunity to exercise their constitutional right to marry the person they love. The group also released this video. I've seen the needle move since I've been here, but it's hard work. You're going to get beat up upon. You're going to be in the minority. But we can make true progress. Do I see it in the future happening? Uh, yes, I could. There is a vibrant gay community in the state of Alabama. And there's a lot of really, really good people. But it's a family values state. And when I say family values, I don't mean what it used to mean, you know, anti-gay. I mean that people love their families. That was part of a video released by Human Rights Campaign Alabama. While marriage equality advocates have welcomed recent developments in the historically conservative state, they warn much work remains to be done. Alabama is one of the 30 states where it's still legal for an employer to fire LGBT employees. For more, we go to Montgomery, Alabama, where we're joined by Tori and Shante Wolf-Sisson. On Monday, they made history by becoming the first same-sex couple to marry in Montgomery. Tori's field organizer for Human Rights Campaign Alabama. This is part of the vow she read during her wedding to Shante. The beat of your heart enumerates reasons for being while the strength of your soul waters our seeds, you are tangible serpentine fire, goddess, queen, bear of peace, the last face I hope to see before I depart from this realm, and the touch I know will awake my slumber, may it be yours. I do promise to be committed and true, and all that you need from me I will be always and forever yours. Tori and Shante Wolf-Sisson, join us now in Montgomery. Congratulations on your wedding. Welcome to Democracy Now! How does it feel to make history? It feels like we need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about your decision to get married, when you did, where you did. Um, actually, uh, this same month, a year ago, we eloped and had a spiritual ceremony, and we said that we wouldn't go anywhere else because we work here, we pay our taxes here, and we're not going to go to another state just to come back and our union not be recognized. We've had several people tell us, well, just 
just go to New York or just go somewhere else. But no, we had faith that Alabama would move in a positive direction, and it has. And, uh, Tori, the the, uh, controversial decision by Judge Moore uh, basically creating a showdown now between the federal courts and the Alabama courts? Well, it's not a decision. He made a statement, and what he's asking of people, it sounds like it's illegal. So... (laughs) What do you say to the judges, since he made his statement about uh, not performing these ceremonies? What are your feelings, Tori? Uh, You also happen to be the field organizer for the human rights campaign in Alabama. I do. Um, It's really hard to say anything about his statements, aside from that it sounds like he's standing in the way of justice and progress in Alabama, and we need— we need to stop that legacy of, um, of officials doing that in this state. Can you talk about how you met and how you came to decide to be married even before it was legal in Alabama? Um, actually, we met on the floor of our apartment. I came to Tuskegee to visit my sister. My sister went to her alma mater. And actually, we've been following each other in circles for seven years, but we never actually formally met. So when I came down here, I thought she was cute, but I didn't think I was going to see her again. So I asked her a million and one questions, and she took my number down. She was supposed to email me some information that she never got to me about. So ironically, a month later, I came back down for homecoming, and she said, I'm so sorry I didn't email you about all the things that I was supposed to talk to you about. And I didn't know who she was because she never contacted me, and she was dressed like she was going to a funeral. So I was just like, well, okay, that's fine. (laughs) So um, we ended up talking, and we hit it off. And once again, I left her. And the next morning, that Sunday morning, she sent me a text message, finally. And she was like, um, I hope you enjoyed your Tuskegee homecoming 2013. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> and she got upset with me. And she was like, this is Tori. And um, she asked me if she could kidnap me, which really meant, um, could she take me on a date? And she was late to our first date. But um, obviously, she made up for it, because we're here talking to you guys now. <laughs> And, Tori, could you talk about the the, the long battle to achieve uh, marriage equality in Alabama, what some of the the steps have been over the last few years of those uh, seeking to gain equality? Yeah. um, There have been quite a few organizations that have been working to achieve equality in addition to the Human Rights Campaign. And some of the methods have been um, providing visibility um, being like, like we're regular people. So when more numbers of the LGBTQ community come out to community events, volunteering, um, it lets the general population really see us. And once you can attribute a person to these few, this alphabet soup of letters that people oftentimes don't understand, it's harder to discriminate against. So one of the, one of the biggest um, methods in, in fighting the discrimination and the injustice that's going on in this state in terms of the LGBT community has been to provide visibility.
Alabama's Chief Justice Roy Moore has been one of most states' uh, state's most outspoken critics of same-sex marriage. In a 2002 ruling in a child custody case, he called homosexuality a, quote, inherent evil. And on the campaign trail in 2012, he said same-sex marriage would be the, quote, ultimate destruction of the country. Earlier this month, uh, Justice Moore appeared on ABC's Good Morning America. Do they stop with one man and one man, or one woman and one woman? Or do they go to multiple marriages? Or do they go to marriages between men and their daughters, or women and their sons? Also recently told the Associated Press, quote, 81 percent of the voters adopted the Alabama Sanctity of Marriage Amendment in the Alabama Constitution. I think they want leaders that will stand up against an unlawful intrusion of their sovereignty, and that's what we're seeing, he said. Tori Wolf-Sisson, if you could respond. Well, that data comes from an election quite some time ago. Um, so we're using outdated data, for starters. Also, um, what's confusing about and problematic about his statements are that relationships happen regardless of their legitimacy. And the problems come when—right now, I've sprained my ankle, and so my right driving foot is in a boot. The person that drives me around is my now wife. When—if she needs to go to the hospital or if I need to go, aside from this little piece of paper that says that we are legally married, in a lot of places, I, I would not be able to visit her in the hospital because the non-discrimination policies do not extend to um, the LGBT community, our um, gender identity, sexual orientation, and that's a problem. So we're not—I I, I don't really understand where some of his statements are coming from, what he's grasping from in the midst of the air. But it's confusing and problematic that there are people who are— in love and operating as families, maybe not in the traditional sense that he's accustomed to, but they are families that love each other and care for each other and their rights, protections, responsibilities, and duties that are, um, that are, that are deserved by families that, that are operating as families. It's not possible to have them without that piece of paper. So. Well, I, I want to turn to Alabama's first openly gay state legislator, Democratic State Representative Patricia Todd of Birmingham. She has threatened politicians who claim same-sex marriage is against family values by saying she plans to out those politicians' extramarital affairs. This is Todd speaking late last month. We have families that will now be legitimized overnight, children who will be affected and be able to call both parents mom or dad, and I am touched by the love that I've seen in these families who have children that would go to any length to protect their kids, and that's what it's all That's a true family value. Many of y'all know that I have thrown the gauntlet down to my elected peers, that should they decide to go um, and spout that family value that I'm going to call them out. And I'm willing to jeopardize my political campaign to do it. This is the fight of our life. This is why I ran for office. I'm not a politician. I'm an activist. 
That was State Representative Patricia Todd of Birmingham. Uh, Shantae, your reaction to her in-your-face advocacy? Um, I think it's very selfless of her uh, to be willing to put her, um, her reputation on the line for equality. I think it's, it's something about this that brings out the best and the worst about others. And I don't understand why people feel like in the terms of religion, one sin is better than the other, or we can't talk about things that you're doing, but it, it just doesn't make sense. And I, I totally understand where she's coming from. I don't blame her for saying anything that she said, and I stand in solidarity for her as well. We want to thank you both for being with us, Tori and Shante Wolf-Sisson. They made history Monday when they became the first same-sex couple to marry in Montgomery, Alabama. Tori is the field organizer for Human Rights Campaign Alabama. Congratulations once again. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. When we come back from break, um, we will be speaking to the college roommate of Kayla Mueller, but first, we're turning to this news here in New York. Juan? Well, after months of protests calling for justice, a New York City police officer who fatally shot an unarmed man, black man last November has been indicted by a grand jury. Officer Peter Liang faces charges of manslaughter, criminally negligent homicide, assault, and official misconduct. Liang was reportedly carrying his gun in his left hand and a flashlight in his right hand. When he opened the door to a stairwell, he was patrolling in a Brooklyn housing project. His gun went off, and the bullet hit Akai Garley, Gurley, who was walking down the stairs. Police Commissioner William Bratton has described the shooting as an unfortunate accident and said Gurley was, quote, totally innocent. The New York Daily News reported Lang did not respond to police radio contact for more than six minutes after the shooting. Instead, he texted his union representative for advice. A neighbor ended up calling for an ambulance that rushed Akai to the hospital, where he was declared dead. All of this comes after a Staten Island grand jury declined to indict the officer who put Eric Garner into a fatal chokehold and, as a grand jury in Ferguson, Missouri, chose not to indict the officer who shot and killed Mike Brown. For more, we're joined by Vince Warren, executive director of the Center for Constitutional Rights. Were you surprised by—you know, I, we're always having you on. Were you surprised by the non-indictment? Were you surprised by the non-indictment? Well, now this officer has been indicted. Were you surprised by this? No, nothing surprises me when it comes to indictments of police officers. This is a, this was a case that should have and could have been indicted. There's no question about it. Um, as Juan was talking about earlier, this is where the police are saying this was an accidental shooting. Um, and the real question is, can the prosecutor show probable cause in the grand jury under uh, manslaughter to say that there was a risk that he knew Peter Lang knew what the risk was and disregarded it, or in criminally, criminally negligent homicide, did he not know that there was a risk but should have? And anybody, you know, with any sense would say if you've got a gun in one hand and a flashlight in the other hand and you're trying to open a door, um, that terrible things can happen. There's a risk there. So this was relatively easy to indict from my perspective. But what I think it shows is um, what happens when you have a prosecutor that really is willing to take those political risks of putting these cases to grand juries, unlike what, what happened in St Staten Island or what happened in Ferguson, where the prosecutors really just punted on the whole thing. And, Vince, I wanted to ask you specifically about the issue of the prosecutors, because obviously the old adage is a, a district attorney can indict a ham sandwich, and if they choose not to, they generally 
don't. Right. Uh, but in, in Brooklyn, there is a new district attorney, uh, Ken Thompson, uh, African-American, who, uh, who has not only uh, be, become the district attorney, but has also begun to reexamine uh, scores of cases from the past of people who were, who were uh, arrested and convicted on false testimony, false evidence, and now is basically overturning a lot of those cases. So it's not a surprise that this kind of district attorney would take a much more active stand on an issue like this. No, I think that's, that's right. This is the type of district attorney that you want to have, particularly in places like New York, particularly with the police department acting the way that it does. This is a district attorney that is actually thinking about the entire community and what the community needs and about fairness and justice. Now, I'm, I don't generally side with prosecutors. I have a criminal defense background, but I, you know, you have to call it like you see it. Um, a lot of prosecutors, particularly the other prosecutor in Staten Island, would not have approached this case or those other issues in the same way. And so we, we don't want to pretend that the system is fixed because they have one indictment, you know, that a broken clock even works twice a day. But this is a, this is a step in the right direction. Meanwhile, the young man who filmed the police encounter with Eric Garner in Staten Island has been arrested again. Ramsey Orta filmed the police placing Garner in a chokehold and pinning him down while Garner kept on saying, I can't breathe. It was a film from his cell phone. After Orta's video went viral, he and his wife were both arrested on separate charges and said they face harassment by police. On Tuesday, Orta was arraigned along with his mother and his brother after police say they caught him on video selling drugs to an undercover officer. A police source told The New York Daily News, quote, he took the video, now we took the video. Uh, deep, deeply troubling for a number of reasons. It is almost unimpeachable to say that the police department is, is completely targeting this man because he got the goods on the police with respect to Eric Garner. There's no question about that. Um, it is easy to fabricate. Um, information, which the police may have done. It is also easy, if you follow somebody long enough, you'll be able to find out that they did something wrong. The point, the question really is, is are the, our police resources best set forth by having the police trying to target one person that made them look bad, or are there other crimes that they should be out there trying to solve and doing it in, a, uh, in an accountable way? This is problematic for me. Uh, Vince, I just want to ask you quickly about the relationship between the officer and his, the police union here, where he was actually, rather than running to see uh, the injuries to the man he'd shot, he spent six or minutes— uh, Or calling the ambulance. He, go, he goes to uh, text his, uh, the police union, the PBA, uh, to get an idea, counsel on what he should be doing. Yeah, if you believe the police narrative that this was an accident, that's the most problematic piece. Because what actually, you know, from the reports, after the gun went off, he went back up to the roof, started texting his union reps, didn't call an ambulance. Um, Mr. Gurley and his girlfriend went downstairs where Mr. Gurley collapsed and somebody else had to call the ambulance. This is a huge problem. And it doesn't make sense to me that someone who accidentally shot someone would decide their first course of action would be, let me get my, my union rep on the phone before I actually do my duty to figure out, did I hit somebody? Did I hurt somebody? How can I make that better? Vince Warren, thanks so much for being with us, the executive director of the Center for Constitutional Rights. And of course, we'll continue to follow this story. When we come back, we're going to Portland, Oregon, where we'll be joined by the college roommate of Kayla Mueller, who just died in Syria. Stay with us. The thing knows he knows not a damn damn thing at all and every time i felt the hurt and i felt the giving getting me up off the wall 
I'm just gonna take a minute and let it ride. I'm just gonna take a minute and let it breeze. I'm just gonna take a minute and let it ride. I'm just gonna take a minute and let it breeze. How did Mandela get the will to surpass the everyday when injustice had him caged and trapped in every way? How did Gandhi ever withstand the hunger strikes and all? Didn't do it to gain power or money, if I recall, it's the gift. I guess I'll pass it on. Mother thinks it'll lift the stress of Babylon. Mother knows. My mother, she suffered blows. I don't know how we survived such violent episodes. I was so worried. It hurt to see you bleed. But as soon as you came out the hospital, you gave me sweets. Yeah. They tried to take you from me, but you still only gave them some prayers and sympathy. Dear mama, you helped me write this by showing me to give. It's priceless. And any man who knows a thing knows he knows not a damn, damn thing at all. And every time I felt the hurt and I felt the giving, getting me up. Off Take the a minute wall. by Kanan here on Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. We end today's show remembering Kayla Mueller, the 26 year old U.S. aid worker who has died while being held captive in Syria. Last week, her captors, militants from the Islamic State, said Mueller had died in a Jordanian airstrike on the city of Raqqa. Mueller's family and the White House confirmed her death on Tuesday. Kayla Mueller disappeared in August 2013 after she was abducted while leaving a hospital in northern Syria. On Tuesday, her family released a letter she had written while in captivity. She wrote, quote, I have been shown in darkness, light, and have learned that even in prison one can be free. I am grateful. I have come to see that there is good in every situation. Sometimes we just have to look for it. Kayla Mueller moved to the Turkish-Syrian border in late 2012 to work with Syrian refugees. Prior to her trip, she posted a message on YouTube expressing her support for the Syrian protests. I am in solidarity with the Syrian people. I reject the brutality and killing that the Syrian authorities are committing against the Syrian people. Because silence is participation in this crime, I declare my participation in the Syrian sit-in on YouTube. Kayla had previously worked with refugees overseas, including Tibetan refugees in India, uh, African refugees in Israel, and Palestinian refugees in the occupied territories. While in the West Bank, she worked with the International Solidarity Movement. On Tuesday, Mueller's relatives and friends spoke outside the county courthouse in her hometown of Prescott, Arizona. This is her aunt, Lori Lyon. She has done more in her incredible 26 years than many people could ever imagine doing in their lifetime. My daughter said to me, things that were important to Kayla are finally getting the attention that they deserve. Kayla has touched the heart of the world. Joining us now from Portland, Oregon, is Emily Schick. She was Kayla Mueller's college roommate at Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff. She volunteered at the International Solidarity Movement in the West Bank as well, where Kayla would later briefly work. Welcome to Democracy Now!, Emily. Our condolences to you, to all of Kayla's friends, uh, to her family. Can you talk about who Kayla was? Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor to be able to speak about Kayla today. Kayla was a remarkable individual. Uh, she brought 
a profound connection full of love to all of her relationships, whether it was to her family members, her closest friends, or refugees halfway across the world who she had never met, whose causes she worked for from Arizona. One thing that I feel is really important to know about Kayla is that she had a tremendous clarity of purpose. She saw her role in the world as to serve anyone in need who she could be useful to. And those convictions have guided her since quite a young age. How did she end up in the West Bank, Emily? You went there first? That's correct. Yes, I volunteered with ISM um, for the first half of 2010, and Kayla came later that year. She had been traveling around the world working for various organizations that year, including multiple locations in India and in Israel, as you mentioned, with the African Refugee Development Center. Um, I had been in correspondence with her while I was in the West Bank, and we had been telling stories back and forth about our travels and what we were witnessing. And she chose to go to the West Bank and join ISM after she finished her time working with African refugees in Israel. And uh, when you talked with her, what did she share with you about why she felt uh, compelled to, to go to these far-off places to help uh, others? Kayla felt connected to pretty much everybody, whether it was, um, you know, for instance, me, her college roommate from the very first day I lived with her, to someone she would meet on the street, to something she would hear about in the news or learn about in one of her classes in college. She felt a very, very humble sense of connection and humanity to everybody she learned about. And if she saw a way to be useful or in service to those people, then she would do that. Emily, we also know that Kayla was a Democracy Now! listener and viewer. She wrote to us several times uh, over the last few years, urging us to cover the war in Syria. In 2010, she wrote, quote, I rely on Democracy Now! for reliable, well-researched, honest news, as I feel uh, Democracy Now! is one of the few remaining news outlets that not, that's not owned or simply fulfilling an agenda. After recently returning from one year abroad and working in Palestine with the International Solidarity Movement, among other nonprofits across the globe, I've witnessed firsthand and have been disheartened by the dishonesty in this country's news agencies. How did she get this level of awareness? I mean, she traveled to more countries than most people do in an entire lifetime. Where did that desire to help people around the world come from? And her—not only her activism, but her, you know, really interesting media analysis, understanding how people get information about the issues she was involved with. Sure, yeah. Um, as I said earlier, Kayla seems to have felt these convictions very strongly from a young age. And as she grew older, through her activism, through her work with different causes, through the classes she took at Northern Arizona University, through her travels, she had this amazing, curious mind. She wanted to learn as much as possible about how these systems economic systems, political systems work, how they affect people, and where the points of intervention were. That was something that was tremendously important to her. 
Kayla, I think, it's really important to understand that for her, people came first and policy came after that. Um, you know, I think people are trying to understand now whether she was uh, particularly politically engaged. And I think it's important to see that she was primarily a humanitarian activist. Human needs were her goal. And she engaged in politics when she saw the utility of that and benefiting the people that she was advocating for. Were you aware that she was being held uh, because uh, the United States government tries to keep as much of information about these uh, captors, uh, captives uh, uh, away from the public? I did learn. I did learn during her time being held hostage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to bring into the conversation Maury Salakhan, uh, director of operations for Washington, D.C.-based Peace and Justice Foundation. Last year, Kayla's family reached out to him for help in trying to secure her freedom. Maury heads up the U.S. campaign to free the Pakistani neuroscientist Afia Siddiqui. Last July, militants from the Islamic State told Kayla's family she would be executed in 30 days if Siddiqui was not released from U.S. custody or the American's family did not pay a multimillion-dollar ransom. In 2010, Afia Siddiqui was convicted of attempted murder for shooting at U.S. soldiers and FBI agents while being questioned in Afghanistan in 2008. Prior to this incident, Siddiqui said she was held and tortured in secret U.S. prisons over a five-year period. Maury Salakhan wrote an open letter to Kayla's captives. In his letter, he compared Kayla Mueller to Rachel Corey, the 23-year-old American activist who was crushed to death by an Israeli military bulldozer in Gaza, March 16, 2003. Maury Salakhan, welcome to Democracy Now! Um, can you talk about how the— story of Kayla, it gets intertwined with the story and how her family um, reached out to you. I received a call one night uh, in August of last year uh, from the pastor, uh, Reverend Kathleen Day, uh, of uh, Kayla and her family. And she walked me through the nightmare that the family had been going through for uh, about a year uh, uh, at that time, and she said that um, they were kind of in a countdown mode because they were in the last 48 or 72 hours of the ultimatum, and they were feeling desperate, and they reached out to see if there was anything that we might be able to do to help. And, um, of course, I immediately expressed uh, my my empathy for what uh, the family and, and, and the close uh, network of friends were going through as a result of this nightmare. And uh, I, uh, my response was the best I could do was to pray and to reach out to Afia's family and ask them if they would consider writing a letter, a statement uh, addressed to Kayla's captors uh, calling for her release unconditionally, and that I would do the same. And subsequent to the conversation, that's what we did. Um, you know, I, I want to say something about um, this—the wonderful spirit of this young woman. You know, uh, her friend, when she was just talking about her her clarity of purpose, it, it reminded me of the uh, revolutionary psychiatrist of Martinique, uh, France Fanon, in his Wretched of the Earth, and uh, a very profound observation he made in that book— uh, when he said, each generation must, out of relative obscurity, discover its mission, fulfill it, 
or betray it. What, what makes Kayla, as it did Rachel Corey, as it does also Afia Siddiqui as a, as a young um, uh, enterprising student, um, so unique was this, this fire, this passion uh, of having recognized what their mission in life should be. And, and going after it and infusing that spirit uh, in the consciousness of others. She's a very unique uh, uh, and, and blessed soul. And, and once you issued that uh, letter uh, on, be, on behalf of the family, uh, what happened uh, subsequently? Well, the ultimate, uh, the, the date of, uh, of threatened execution came and went. And... Um, you know, God only knows what factored into uh, the change of mind or heart of Kayla's captors, but she wasn't executed on that date. And uh, uh, the, the family of Afia, both in Pakistan and her brother here in the United States, and uh, Afia's uh, uh, network of, of supporters, uh, we've been in sync with uh, praying for and hoping for uh, something positive to happen around uh, this issue surrounding uh, Kayla Mueller. Uh, you know, I've been in in contact, uh, con- a constant stream of contact with the pastor. I, uh, I, I in fact, we just spoke. Uh, I think the last time, uh, the day before yesterday, by telephone and. Uh, I did speak as well at at one point to the family, to Kayla's mother and her father uh, a couple of months back, and uh, just letting them know that uh, they have a lot of people uh, that were praying for Kayla and her family outside of their own uh, network. Ultimates believe that ISIS did not execute Kayla. They say that it was the Jordanian airstrike that um, killed her. Is that your understanding, Maury? That is my understanding. And there's this debate going on right now uh, as, as to whether she did, in fact, die as a result of an airstrike or uh, uh, did she not? Um, and, of course, the uh, U.S. and its allies are uh, emphasizing the point that even if she did, uh, still ISIS is to blame because they held her captive. Maurice Alaka and Emily Schick, we want to thank you for being with it. That does it for the show. I'll be speaking with Cecile Richards tonight at BAM, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez.
Yo, the nappy grand is in the building. Yo, the nappy grand is in the building.
bumper track in. That's all you can do. Accepting defeat is a sin. Get up and try again. You gotta get up and try again. Yo, this Rocco Rosanna Thanet. We about to take it there, Fuse Box. You know what I'm saying? We about to get on down.
get to know me, I do it all, I'm hood varsity, wherever they playing ball in the street of Carnegie Hall, anonymous shots at me, keep it on the block, or get tased broad daylight right in front of the mall, my constitutional rights to flare arms is in play, got Kings County in my DNA, so no I ain't the nigga you sent for, thinking you wanna see me with three niggas bring three more, fuck outta here, ain't nothing new, I've been raw, and now I've been for the Most of you niggas is freedom, then diabetes pussy. Yeah, yeah, y'all know who be the nicest. I'm a nice guy, but I'm sicker than the Ebola crisis. This day and age is a time and a culture of the snitches. I come from a time where we never wife no stripper bitches. She cover up in three fours, niggas dash the ratchet testers. Reflecting the god, I proudly call him a royal empress. French Montana, and live for that. Peace and love and pussy and shit's a rap. While I'm sipping a whiskey Drink, nigga. I already did my job So you never forget me never, never. Tell me what niggas won't try Homie, what's up? This be the A-list alumni Better shut the fuck up While I abuse these big niggas What I'm supposed to do Adrian Peterson I'll abuse little niggas too Broad daylight I off your on switch Broad daylight I off your on switch Blah, blah, blah
justice. People try to front and call us prejudice. I know they know the truth. They call us battlers, the great warriors, systematic radicals who put their hand in the candy dish to full of mint. Government taste the thieves' descent. I heard you were a prankster, ultimate gangster, daytime shooter, nighttime shankster, the phone tapper, just a little dapper. So you think my color's blacker than his pink? Descending from pharaohs or travel the narrows and all of that are such. See me at the crossroad, pimp strut. I'm quite illogical, but never been a savage. Gene scientific, but I never. Have to map it. I'm harder than the diamond that the eater might steal. I'm never mythical. Divinity is real. Mind stays still, ever stable to the end. Nations begin. Black watch will defend. So now you raise the flag of the blood race earth. Freedom or death, and death unto birth. We carry on. Crossroad walker, grapevine swinger, the pyramid stalker, making God music in sync with the universe. So here we go again, another brother verse, back into time on the banks of Nile, writing on papyrus, reading the dial, looking to the sky from the city beyond, counting to the nine 'cause the mission is on. So not a lying connection, retrieves degrees, star never dimming, third eye ever sees beyond dimension, beyond the soul, the label of your car inscribed on the scroll. So what you gonna do but ride to the scale? On your knees to the east, all hail the grand creator, the host and children. How could you think to conquer his dominion and exist? Coming from abyss, we are this. See the black fist take a kiss, and from your earthly dwelling, you're dismissed. So can you dig it? Now with the key, back into the swing of reality. Divine principality, formalities are none. Son of a gun, I'm brother one. I am son. Enough. In genetics, anti-Semitic, ridiculous, chill. How you gonna copycat the pyramids fill when a nation wears colors in respect of the build? Coming through the gap in the mountain on an elephant. The world is shiver. I'm the earthquake president. Walk the path and my steps remain. Back to the den, grab a hole of the mane, a leg bar. Meet me at the road, a following soul, young to the old. Walking in the path of the pure is not as easy as they contemplate, but I obligate to demonstrate without struggle, no peace, and surely no state of mind. And what kind of nation will become? Daughters and sons of what is we have come. We continue. With my warrior's gun, a bunch of cave boys try to house my drum. I never bust a sweat because it's not at all tragic. Voodoo, running for my magic. I came across a sand on my faith alone, eating cooked meat while you gnawed the bone, sitting by the fire while you froze in cave. A bunch of silly thieves with the nerve to say you're brave. I think you're cowards, fighting systematically and chemically conniving. Said you never liked us, but it seems you're always trying. Try to say we're dumb, but it seems you're always thriving from the science. So now I bear you. Sit, heed the words and raise the flag to. 
prepare you for the coming of the ones that never fear you. Don't you know a brother like myself will only dare you to act foolish? We have come, child of the sandbox, follow through the drum. We have come from with the mathematics sum. Now you want to ask what's the dumb diddy dumb for X. Shalom. 1990, the tribal weapon.
Jews by radio, you know, they really get it in. They really do, they get it in. You know, they get it in.
Hey yo, the nappy grand is in the building.
Big Free Mac Radio Show. Go get Go get Free Mac Radio Show.
Oh no 